Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and welcome to episode 43 of Nintendo World Report's Connectivity. We start with a segment from Scott, James, and Patrick about this summer's big licensed games. After that, we one-up Jeopardy with a new game show-inspired segment, Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Heir? Stick around if you'd like after the show ends for a bonus segment on The Amazing Spider-Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this segment of Connectivity about licensed games. Uh, I am Scott Thompson. Today I'm with James Dawson. Hey. And Patrick Barnett. Hi, everyone. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some of the recent uh, licensed games that released this summer. Um, mostly, well, I guess entirely based around uh, this summer's blockbuster movies. Um, I think we've got some Batman, we've got some Brave, some Battleship, so we kind of got it all. Well, Bat- Batman's um, a little bit of a stretch to... Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's right. More, but... more than the others. We'll include it just because I know Patrick has a, a raging boner right now for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it probably has for like weeks. It's just the so, building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, actually, Patrick, why don't you start? Because I think you what you played was probably the best of the bunch. And I know that was Lego uh, Batman 2 for the DS. Or yeah. 3DS, actually. For 3DS, yeah. It was probably really similar to the DS version. I'm just... Assuming it turned out about the same. But uh, it, it was lots of fun. I gave it a 7.5 on the website. And just something about it. I played a lot of Lego games. I played uh, Lego Star Wars, Lego Harry Potter. Um, the original Lego Batman, I actually dove into that one for a little bit. But this one, it, it just grabbed me more than other Lego games did. I'm not sure if it was the story, because it was an original story. with um, It had voice acting, which is a first for these Lego games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it it just added something different, and I just felt like I kept wanting to move forward. And it was, it was just fun controlling Batman and Robin and Superman. Those were the three heroes that you used mostly, even though it kind of advertises other superheroes. Well, yeah, but I was going to say, the commercial makes it sound like you can play, like, any of the Justice League, well, basically. You can, but, like, that's in a separate game mode. Like, in the story, you're basically limited to Batman, Robin, and Superman. Okay. There, there are weird... tiny forays into, like, Green Lantern and... Um, cyber guy i don't remember his name but <laughs> he fires like a laser beam out of his eye <laughs> okay so yeah. dc's version of cyclops i guess yeah i forget now now a bunch of comic nerds will like write in to tell me that this dc hero was first and that cyclops is copying him and all this stuff but oh well yeah deal with it neil so you said it had an uh, original story uh talk about that a little bit like what what is the story of the um game? It, it was basically the joker kind of teamed up with Lex Luthor and they built this giant Joker robot that it looked really nice because you could tell it looked like they'd crafted it basically out of Legos in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was a giant Lego statue and it could fly and basically they were terrorizing the uh, the city. It was okay. Gotham City, I suppose the setting is. But yeah. most a lot of the games, like, or a lot of the missions, you would be like fighting outside the robot, you'd break inside the robot, you'd be chasing the robot through like a, a city street. That was like the second half of the game, and the f- the first half was like building up to that point. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty interesting because I know I've played a handful of the uh, Lego games, and I agree that like the story is pretty much inconsequential, inconsequential because it's, I mean, basically a rehash of whatever franchise it's based off yeah. of. I, I mean, um, it, it still had all the basic Lego stuff, like you collect sure. so many red bricks. There's all the other random collectibles in there. I did. I right. did notice um, each ga- each Lego game. There's always like that true. Hero, true wizard, true Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah. Collect so many studs. That just felt easy in this game too. 
I'm not oh, sure really? if it was just me, but I got it on every single level. Oh, wow. Yeah. Without trying. Hmm. It just kind of happened. <laughs> well, maybe you're just that damn good. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And yeah, you get it. So is there any, uh, like any multiplayer to speak of? Um, none that I got to try. I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure because I didn't actually get to try it out. Okay. Cause yeah. I know that's a big thing in the, you know, in the other, the console Lego games I, is I, the two player co-op. Yeah. There might be, um, two player local co-op. I'm, oh, just, okay. I'm just speculating here. I don't have the, okay. the game with me. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't take yeah. my word for it. Yeah. Don't, don't trust the guy who reviewed it after all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know no one else with the 3DS or that owns the game. So right. I, I was a little okay. limited. <laughs> well, you, you, you people listening are pretty internet savvy. You can do a quick Google search. Th- there was no out. online co-op. <laughs> sure, yeah. You can go there. And that I'm not surprised with. So, no. All right, well, let's move right along. Or James, did you have something to say? I was going to ask him, uh, do you know how they handled the hub world? Because I know in uh, the console version it's more like an open world, kind of like GTA. Um, in, in this game, they didn't really go for that. It's just basically the back cave where you can either go to, like, you're the computer and you can unlock new characters using the studs you collected, mm-hmm. go on story missions, or go do just, like, random beat up missions, which they called Justice League mode, I believe it was called. Uh, and all they were were just kill enemies with the different Justice League members. Oh, okay, so that's when the other yeah. characters but, come But the whole world was just the Batcave, like, three or four platforms in the Batcave where you could access those different elements oh, okay. of the game. Was there a Lego Alfred? Um, not that I saw. Maybe he's oh, hidden no. in there somewhere. That's <laughs> yeah, a unlockable character. You, you you could design your own Lego character, I believe. Oh, oh really? There was like a, a character creator. Oh. Could you use it like to fight or what was the point of it? Um <laughs> I'm not sure either. Damn it. Okay, well <laughs> another quick Google search, people. <laughs> Patrick, you're in trouble. I think we've just outed that you didn't actually play this game. I <laughs> think you just wrote some stuff, made it up. That's what I did. But, <laughs> but um, so James, I know you've played two of the two of the games we're going to talk about. But let's start with the oldest, and that is the uh, 3DS, I would assume, version of Battleship. Actually, I got the Wii version. Um, Alex got th- the oh, 3DS. Oh, you had the Wii version. Yeah, they're they're identical okay. though, so it doesn't okay. make a big difference. Okay, so talk a little bit about because I can't even imagine like what would go on in that game. I really hope it's just literally Battleship, but <laughs> I have a feeling it's not. It's basically a battleship version of advance wars okay uh, that's pretty much okay. all it is it's um i mean it's a it's a really decent strategy game it's it's not really anything mind-blowing um the stories i i pretty much ignored the story the entire way through uh, it's uh it's not it's not the worst movie game i've played <laughs> uh, yeah the art the art in the game's kind of iffy. It looks odd. Um, kinda, it's really cartoony, especially the, the character images. It's like uh, mm-hmm. whenever they show the story, it's just really just static images of the characters. Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure like the Wii game and the 3DS game both, I mean, are pretty much identical. I, I'm pretty sure they just ported the Wii game to the 3DS. So mm-hmm. uh, there's really no, the graphics on the Wii are kind of they they look kind of subpar on this game. Uh, but as far as gameplay goes, it's it's really just a simple version of Advance Wars. There's really not much to say about it. Is okay, it, is it, it as difficult as Advance Wars? Because I always had um, issues with the difficulty in Advance Wars. There were a few parts where I failed some missions, but uh, it's it's not very hard. Um, I there that might are, just be a problem with me and my 
ability well, I, to play. Tactical. I know what you're talking about because uh, <laughs> I've had problems on Dual Strike on Advanced Wars, especially on the later levels. But this game, uh, I think I died twice, but otherwise I really didn't have any problems. There are some, there are some parts where you really need to think about strategy, uh, where you'll have ships coming in and they'll block your path. Say if you want to, there are certain levels where you have to get to a certain area on the map or you lose, and there are times where you can those your pass will be blocked on that. So those take a little bit of strategy, but otherwise it's not very hard. So back to the, the images you were talking about. So these like like characterization, like cartoons of uh, like I don't know, like Liam Neeson and like Rihanna and stuff then? Is that um it's like Honestly so I don't think they had any characters from the movie in it. Um, they may have had oh, okay. some but I think most of them were just original characters because uh, I don't even know if the game followed the, um, the movie story. It may have. I, it may have been like uh, I imagine it was off to the side, like uh, extra characters or support characters. Right. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad though. What, what did you give it when you reviewed it? Uh, a seven, I think. Seven. Okay. Yeah, so is, is it, is and it, was there any? Was there any multiplayer in that game? Like, could you play against a friend? No. Okay. Which is the That's really odd thing with the Battleship game. Right. I mean, that seems to beg for it. <laughs> so, and then um, the other game you reviewed uh, was tied to the recent uh, Pixar release, and that is Brave for the 3DS. Yeah. Another game that really doesn't follow the game, uh, the story of the movie. <laughs> Does it not? I'll, I'll be interested yeah. to talk about that because I, I reviewed um, Brave for the Wii, which we'll talk about next, and I didn't, haven't seen the movie yet, so I assumed it, it had a very loosely followed it because yeah. I doubt the movie was just a series of like eight levels. <laughs> yeah, because I actually went to see the movie just because of getting just because I got the review, um, and sure. it's odd because in the game I, I don't know if this is the same with the Wii, but in the DS game it has uh, Mara, the the game, the movie's protagonist, running after her. Uh, mom who's been turned into a bear yeah and in the movie she's pretty much with her mom at all at all times but in the game you at least in the ds game you never see the mother other than except to the beginning of the game and at the end of the game okay so yeah that's kind of weird in the uh, i guess we'll just roll these on the one talk but in the wii version um how it works is like you the game starts with you chasing your mom and i actually kind of like the beginning of the game it was kind of cool how they did it um Basically, the first level is like the tutorial level, but then every few minutes after you know being taught like how to jump or attack or anything like that, there's um these like sort of animated cutscenes that pop up and um sort of introduce little bits of the story. So by the end of the tutorial level, like you're completely caught up with like what's happening and why she's chasing this bear because it just opens with this you know orange-haired girl chasing a bear and it's like what is going on. But by the end of it, you know they pretty much explain that she's been turned into the bear, you know. By the character you're playing as and everything like that, yeah. but yeah, you're not you're not alongside the bear. How it works is like it seems like you're chasing the bear the entire game, and then randomly there'll be these battles where there's so many enemies that um, it's too much for the main character to handle, and then her bear mom just appears, and then you actually play as the bear mom and kill all the enemies. Yeah, it's... and then she runs, she, and, and then she runs away again. <laughs> you're back as the girl. So yeah, the bear mom was never in the DS game, and honestly. There was really no point in the game where I would have needed help with enemies because all you had to do most of the time is just sit there and press the A button and shoot arrows because all the enemies were interrupted immediately once they were attacked. Oh yeah, I read that in your review. Like their animation stopped. Like whatever they're doing is canceled out. Yeah. Hmm. 
And this um, this was actually made the worst in the last boss, which I'm sure is a, it's okay to spoil it. It's uh, the last boss is basically a kill room where you have a tower with the the bear in the movie named Mordu. He's just sitting on the tower, and you kill a series of uh, enemies, and they just come. They keep coming at you. All I did, I didn't even move. I just sat there and pressed A. And <laughs> once you kill them all, the tower falls and the game's over. <laughs> little uh, anticlimactic there, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, the Wii version, I guess, spoilers again, who really cares? It's pretty similar to that, except you're actually climbing the tower. So, like, each each level of the tower, you fight a different, like, group of enemies. And then once you beat them, yeah, like, basically, then you can move on to the next level. And then you just get to the very top, you kill the last group of enemies, and then same thing, that's it. You don't fight, like, the big giant bear. Like, that's yeah. that's it. <laughs> it's just kind of kind of weird. Yeah. Um, the the Wii version of this game um, is pretty bad. Like I I went and I looked at some reviews, and at the time there weren't any reviews of the Wii version up when I was writing my review. But there were some uh, reviews of the uh, you know the HD versions on yeah. the 360, the PS3, and both of those actually got pretty decent reviews, like around you know sevens. And playing through the Wii version, I mean, to me it was. Definitely, I mean, a little bit below a five. Like, it was average, but there were things that were definitely holding it back. Uh, one of the main things was that to use your sword, you had to swing the Wii remote. And it was just so completely unresponsive that it was just useless. I mean, enemies would surround you, and you would just be shaking the remote, and your character would just be standing there, um, which necessitated then the use of the bow. But the thing is, using the bow was actually a lot of fun because you could, um, you'd move your character with the thumbstick on the, um, on the nunchuck, and then you would use the directions of the D-pad on the Wii remote to shoot your bow and arrow, like, in any direction. And so I kind of wrote my review that it reminded me of, um, like, Robotron 64, where you're moving around, you're strafing around and shooting arrows, like, in every direction at enemies all around you as they're swarming you. And it was actually kind of fun. Like, I was actually kind of getting into it. Um, and it was the only way to play the game because, again, the sword combat was just useless. Yeah. Um, the DS was the same. The sword combat was useless. But as far as the bow goes, it was pretty much like an auto-aim. So... You okay. Just press A and it hit everything. That, especially when you upgrade the bow, because it has some minor RPG elements to it, where you can upgrade different things in the game. And then once you right, upgrade yeah, the same bow, in the Wii one. Yeah. Once you upgrade it, the arrows scatter and kill more enemies. So there yeah. was really no point in having in moving at all. You could just sit there and press the uh, A button. Right. What I like too, I don't know if they had it in the uh, in the 3DS version, but in the Wii version, there were different charms that you could equip. There's, like, fire, earth, wind, and ice, I guess, water. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so enemies would have different, like, innate colors. So, um, you know, if you're coming up with an enemy that was a fire enemy, then you equipped ice, and you would do extra damage. And then what became cool is later on, when you'd be in these uh, these fights, you'd be fighting, like, two or three enemies of different types, and it kind of gave you incentive to uh, sort of pick the, the charm that was going to do the most damage to sort of the biggest enemy, you know, the enemy that posed the most threat to you. Yeah. Um, so there was some, like, strategy involved, which was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that would have been neat in the DS version. I, I was just going to say, I had played the HD version at E3, and yeah. that different charm, the, the different elements, that, that was actually really interesting and probably one of the highlights of the demo. Right, yeah, it, it it definitely was. And like I said, as you went further along and started fighting different enemies at the same time, it, it became kind of cool, yeah. um, you know, managing that and paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the downside, the Wii version is just, like, absolutely awful looking. <laughs> like, like, I try not to, like, bring that kind of stuff up very much because, of course, I mean, it goes without saying, like, any 
game that's on the Wii and the PS3 or 360, it's going to look better on those other systems. Like it's now, kind now of was just, it was it so bad that you couldn't tell what type of element the other the enemies were? Yes, at times. <laughs> and there were even help bars above the enemies. And oh. because the camera zoomed out so far and everything's just so muddy that, like, you couldn't even see the health bars above the enemies. Okay. Like, you could see it was there, but you couldn't tell what it was displaying to you. Like, you couldn't tell how, how much you had hurt an enemy. I, I meant um, it to be a joke, and now I'm understanding the, the actual reality of this Yeah, issue. <laughs> it was just ugly. By, by the end of the game, you, you don't even need to look at it, though, because you can just tell by which enemy it is, like, what's yeah. going to hurt it. And they're all pretty um, obvious. Like, you know, like, the fire enemies are all, like, they're on fire. And they, when they move <laughs> around, they leave fire behind them and stuff, so it's pretty easy to tell. And the you know the flying enemies are weak against wind and stuff like that. Sure. But uh, yeah, it was just atrocious looking, and the camera would stay so far zoomed out that you just like you couldn't tell at times what you were doing, especially when there were a lot of enemies on the screen. And then um, it, you know, it's similar to that was the uh, the platforming in the game, and because the camera would be so far zoomed out and kind of at a weird angle when you'd be jumping from like platform to platform. You couldn't tell, really. I mean, every jump was like a, a leap of faith. You couldn't tell where you needed to be jumping to. So you would just randomly jump and just hope you saw your shadow on the, the next platform that you were trying to get to. Otherwise, you just fell to your, you know, your death. You, you respawn and you just lose a chunk of health. But like, it was just annoying. Like every every jump was just like hazardous, and you never felt sure of what you were really doing. Yeah, the DS had that too, especially on moving platforms. Like uh, when you have a river and the platforms are moving down the river. Yes, that was ridiculous. That yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it suffered from a lot of those things. Um, I know, you know, I can't remember his name now, but someone was kind of looking forward to the Wii review and was disappointed when the game didn't review well. And if you're listening now, I would suggest maybe checking out one of the HD versions because I know, Patrick, you played it, and it sounds like a lot of the issues I had with the game are probably alleviated in uh, in those versions. The the short demo I played, I didn't have issues with it, really. I, I'm, I've played games like this before where it's cooperative I, i'm not sure if you mentioned the co-op element of it yet but games like that i just i enjoy playing them like sit down with my my brother and i just it's like hack and slash through the game mostly right and actually it, it reminded me a lot of a lego game i mean everything explodes it drops like a bunch of uh i don't even know what the money the currency was in the game but basically coins and then you could spend those to, you know to buy your upgrades and stuff like yeah. that um, the one thing I will say, and I mentioned it in my review, is that the co-op, though, unlike a Lego game where then it um, splits the screen if the two players get too far yeah. apart, in this game it only follows the first player. <laughs> so um, you can play co-op, but then if the first player is going one way while the second player is trying to do something else, the second player is just left off screen and then eventually teleports back to the first player. So I, I, I guess I that, did have that issue at E3 yeah, as well. Yeah, and it's fine if you're cooperating, but I wrote that, I mean, two kids, like, it reminded me of playing, um, like, Sonic 2 when I was a kid and making my little brother play his tails. And it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's worthless. It's like, yeah, when you're standing still, fighting the boss is great, but whenever there's, like, movement to be done, I mean, you're just going to be left behind. It's so. going to be like that new Super Mario Brothers 2, isn't it? Yeah, I believe. The co-op oh yeah. yeah, which is so stupid. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> isn't it that <laughs> way? Just in, uh, made me think of that. Yeah, isn't it that way in New Super Mario Brothers? Me as well. I mean, not me. We. Um, it, it is, but the screen will will zoom out. Yeah. quite a ways before it makes the second person. It, it, in fact, on, on the 3ds, it just seems weird because you're both using separate systems yeah. with separate screens. Right. Like, why it's can't like, you both track? Yeah, the, I don't know. It's especially right, how awesome would that be? It's especially weirder now because I I've been playing uh, the original New Super Mario Brothers on DS with my mom, and you don't have to see each other on the same screen on that game. I know. Oh yeah, the the multiplayer in that yeah that yeah. multiplayer is awesome. 
yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. It's a missed opportunity for them. Yeah. But yeah, what are you gonna do? But um, yeah, I gave Brave a, a four point five. Um, I, I think if you have kids who really really love Brave and the Wii's the only system we have, like it might be worth it. They might get enough enjoyment out of it. But it's over pretty quick. I mean, you can beat it in probably about four hours, maybe five hours. And there's it. The Wii version is just so so poorly done. It's just disappointing. But yeah, yeah, that's how I felt about it. James, what did you give the uh, the the 3ds version? Uh, 4.5 as well. So okay, so it wasn't it wasn't much better. It sounds uh, like I would probably say the DS version's worse. Um, so maybe get the Wii version if you have kids. <laughs> yeah, but maybe just stay away from it. Um, yeah, maybe just go see the movie again. <laughs> and and you know Patrick, I want you to take note. James was reviewing a game about a movie he'd never seen, so he went out and saw the movie. And yet you didn't even test every mode in the game that you reviewed. <laughs> I, so. I'm sorry, I didn't build a custom <laughs> Lego character. <laughs> well, damn it, Patrick, I need to know what it does. <laughs> I'm assuming you've already sold the game, so I'm gonna need you to go back to your GameStop and track it, it, that it down. It is sitting on my shelf behind me. I will get it for you, and I yes. will. I will well, figure I, this out for you. Yeah, great. I, I expect an addendum to your uh, review. Yes. <laughs> Editor's <laughs> note on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for joining me. I think that will do it. So, um, yeah, not a, not a great selection of uh, of licensed games, with the exception probably of the uh, the Lego Batman. So, check that out. Did we review the, the Wii version, Patrick? Do you know who um, reviewed that? I bl- Pedro's reviewing it. I'm not sure if his review is up yet. Okay. Well, yeah, I look forward to that. It should be I, soon. I bet I, I've heard great things about the game all around, so uh, I'm sure it would be great on either platform. So, Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me, all and right. uh, we'll see you later. Thanks. Yep. See ya. Bye. Welcome to Connectivity. In the spirit of our Jeopardy Jeopardy segments, we've come up with something a little bit different than Jeopardy. We're going to be putting Zach Miller... Say hi, Zach. We're going to put Zachary Miller into the hot seat and play a little bit of a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Or as I've coined it, Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Air? You know, Nintendo has a franchise called Million Hair. Yeah, they do. Do they? Mystery Case they Files. They do. It's a... Well... It's a, a Mystery Case Files, yeah. It's, it's a, just uh, a game called that, actually. Yeah. Because the series <laughs> is Mystery Case Files. Oh, uh, you're right. So, Zach's going to have to answer the questions sequentially from 100 all the way to a million points. Um, it could be dollars, but I have no dollars to give, so... Um, Zach will have three lifelines. The first one will be 50-50, where I remove two of the wrong answers. Second question will be ask the audience, and the audience is Neil, who is already heard, and Patrick. Say hi, Patrick. Hello, everyone. So Zach can ask Neil or Patrick what their thoughts are on the question. And then the third lifeline is I'm feeling lucky, and Zach gets to pull up Google and spend 15 seconds performing a single Google search <laughs> using I'm feeling lucky. So good. Excellent. So with, with all that said, Zach, are you ready to play Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Air? Never more than right now. Okay. If Zach gets to the 1,000-point question, if he passes that question, he will leave with at least 1,000 points. Uh, other than that, he can always choose to walk away, and he will keep the score of the last question he answered correctly. 
which will only really matter in the case of comparing scores to the other people who play this later on. So this on, is kind of like achievement points. Kind of like achievement points. I like that. So, so we'll, Zach, we'll are you ready for the, for the, uh, the Avatar, The Last Airbender set of questions for someone to get a brilliant really score? <laughs> <laughs> he has a million points without even trying. <laughs> Zach, are you ready to begin? Let's do it, sir. Okay. For 100 points, which of the following items is presented along with the quote, It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. The answers are A, Super Mushroom, B, Morph Ball, C, Wooden Sword, and D, Flood. Regis, I'm going to go with C, Wooden Sword. And you've gone with C, Wooden Sword, final answer? That is my final answer, Regis. That is correct, Mr. Zachary Miller. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I would have been concerned if he got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For 200 points, which of the following Pikmin were new additions to the game in Pikmin 2? A, Blue Pikmin, B, White Pikmin, C, Yellow Pikmin, or D, Clear Pikmin? Those ones would be hard to see. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with B, White Pikmin, seeing as I just played that game the other day. Final answer? And it is still awesome. Yes, final answer. Final answer, B, White Pikmin. That is correct. I feel like that one's a lot easier because Pikmin 2 is on everyone's mind. If this was like last year, oh man, we'd all be fucked, except for you and JP. <laughs> <laughs> for 300 points... Which of the following franchises contains a game with the subtitle Sentinels of the Starry Skies? Okay. A. Final Fantasy B. The Legend of Zelda C. Castlevania or D. Dragon Quest I own this game, Reggie, so I'm not Reggie. Reggie? I guess you can call him Reggie. Right. He yeah, would Regis. be an excellent host for <laughs> maybe, this game. Maybe that's uh, <laughs> Holy crap. Photoshop, please? Someone? Yes. That would be far too intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can either walk I'm away go or D I will Dragon kick your Quest ass and as take I it. as I have the game and love it. For 300 points, D Dragon Quest. Final answer. <laughs> yes, final answer. That is correct. So the 200 and the 300 ones. Scott said they were too hard. <laughs> he thought he thought maybe he wasn't familiar enough with the game. Well, that's just questions. Scott's fault. Those are pretty easy. <laughs> that's yeah. what I if you too. have a passing familiarity with either game take i would think so oh my gosh andy you have to you have to start out this game uh in the future by saying is your body ready for who <laughs> wants to be a nintendo or? i feel like a purple pikmin <laughs> oh god i still like that Moving okay along. sorry to interrupt what the fuck did he mean by Was that i, I don't is know like, does, he, does he think no he's idea. fat and can carry a lot like whatever move on <laughs> <laughs> For 500 points, in which Super NES title does the character Mai Shurinai appear? A. Fatal Fury Special B. Samurai Showdown 2 C. Super Street Fighter 2 The New Challengers or D. Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 Well, it's gotta be Fatal Fury Special because she wasn't around for Samurai Showdown. Also, I know this because it's my sure anyway. Uh, I had a feeling you might <laughs> be passing, at least passingly familiar with who this was. I would have used a fucking lifeline on this one. I, <laughs> I had much. no idea. 
So you're going with uh, going with Fatal Fury Special, Zach? I am. Final answer? Yes, sir. Final answer, A, Fatal Fury Special, and that is correct. See, that's nice. the one where I would have gone 50-50, and you would have taken away C and D, and I would have been like Fatal Fury <laughs> Samurai Showdown, two games that I have no familiarity with. For the 50-50, I'm going to use random.org Ooh, to randomly select two wrong oh, answers. Great. So I'm, it's not going to be strategic in trying to give you the two, like... The hardest, the hardest answers you left. So. Thought this out, man. You thought not, I have thought this out. Not surprisingly, I've been looking for a good My Shirinui figure for years. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, not, not all that surprising. Okay, Zach. Moving on to 1,000 points. If you get this question correct, you will be locked into okay, at least 1,000 points. I guess we'll, we'll nice. have to keep some sort of leaderboard if we do this. I agree. Kind of regularity. <laughs> Which of the following games has never appeared on the North American Virtual Console? Ooh. A. Eternal Champions B. Ninja Gaiden 3 The Ancient Ship of Doom C. Killer Instinct or D. Super C The North American Virtual Console. It's C. Killer Instinct, which is a rare owned game, and uh, well, you know what? So are the Donkey Kong games. Yeah, They're but... Rare owned. They're a Nintendo property, so we're gonna go with Killer Instinct, which is a shame because that game is pretty cool. Killer Instinct? Yes, sir. Final answer? Yes, sir. That is correct. You know what's yes. kind of ridiculous? How fucking hard it is to get Killer Instinct gold? Um, I think I've probably oh, yeah. mentioned this on the show before, <coughs> but I've been trying to uh, accumulate all the rare Nintendo 64 games for a feature, and that's the one damn game I couldn't get. Yeah, that'd be a tricky one to yeah, get out with. Like I got, I got Mickey Speedway USA for for God's sakes, but I can't find wow. Killers in Gold. <laughs> okay, Zach, you've gotten the one thousand point question. You are at least leaving the game with one thousand points. The questions get a little bit more tricky. Let's move on to the two thousand point question, shall we? My body is ready. What is the current price of Art of Balance Touch on the Nintendo eShop? Are you serious? <laughs> A, $4.99, B, $5.99, C, $6.99, or D, $7.99? What? 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 Okay, um... Regis, I'm going to go with one of my lifelines. Okay. I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to ask the audience. That's probably a solid a solid. So get. yeah, this work where like Patrick and I can converse about it? Yeah, just you guys talk amongst yourselves. All right. Um, so Patrick, I think it's I think it's six or seven. But I'm yeah, it's six or seven. Don't fuck with me, Neil. I like <laughs> honestly, I'm not sure. I, I don't think it was eight or five. It, it's either yeah, eight or six. Yeah, like I know it's not the high. I know it's not the low. I, I want to say six, but... It, I was feeling seven. As in 599 seven. or 699? As in, as in B, as opposed to C. So 599 as opposed to 699. I think it's 599. I was leaning closer to 699, but... <laughs> I bought this uh, on, the, on the plane ride back from E3. I remember. Yeah, and how much fun. did you pay for it? I don't know. I already had the money on my eShop account. <laughs> Like a fifty-fifty. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Andy, I'm gonna say five ninety-nine. <laughs> Fuck you two. Five ninety-nine. Of your final answer. Sure. Oh, Mr. Zach Miller. 
I'm unafraid you're leaving with 1,000 points. I was right. Oh, wow. <laughs> the correct answer is C, 699. I can't believe they would price an Art of Balance game at anything more than 5 or $6. The funny thing is, is that, Zach, immediately when you were like, I'm going to go with 599. I'm like, fuck, it's probably the other one. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was exactly like that. And hey. You were right. Ah, uh, well, that was a good game. Let's let's hand it over to Neil. All right. Let's see if I can top your 1,000 points. Yeah, yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. 1,000. Not a, not a bad first start. Let's go over to the harder set of Shit. questions that I wrote. All right. Excellent. <laughs> we'll see. It's all all depends on what you know and what you don't know, so... Let's move on to our next hot seat contestant, Mr. Neil Ronahan. Welcome to the game. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Let's start out at 100 points. Which of the following is the protagonist in the NES game Castlevania? A. Mario. B. Simon Belmont. C, Scrooge McDuck, or D, Sonic the Hedgehog? That would be B, Simon Belmont, final answer. That is correct. The funny thing is I was kind Woo! of shitting my pants a little bit because I was like, man, if he whips out a couple Belmonts, I'm done. <laughs> that would not be a 100-point question if I listed more than one Belmont. Or even more than one character from a gothic video game. <laughs> or, or even four characters that appeared on the NES. <laughs> Moving on to 200 points. Uh, in the term CD-ROM, which of the following represents what ROM stands for? A. Round old memory. B. Red orange memory. C. Right on memory. Or D. Read only memory. That would be C. Read question? only memory. That's a really good question, Zach. You're correct, Neil. <laughs> I think that was when I was stretching to find an early question. Oh, okay. Plus, there's, there's never been a Nintendo system with a CD-ROM attachment. I think I assumed it was a, ge- a good game question because games come on CD-ROMs, but never a game from Nintendo. So, yeah. For 300 points, which of the following is not a character from the, from the GameCube title, Super Monkey Ball? A. I.I. I. B. So Bonkers. This. C. Gone Gone. Or D. Baby. Uh, that would be B. Bonkers. That is correct. I like how you almost went uh, A, B, C, D for like, because I, I is A, B is bonkers. Oh, I did almost, didn't I? Moving on to 500 points. Oh, shit. This game, this game came bundled with subscriptions to Nintendo Power in 1990. Hmm. A, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. B, Final Fantasy. C, Super Mario Bros. 2. Or D, Dragon Warrior. That would be D, Dragon Warrior. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. <coughs> I believe that's the game awesome. I owned and loved a lot. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. I ended up getting it uh, used at a, at, a, at a choice video or something. I forget. Hmm. I, that might have only been the Northeast brand that probably even predated Patrick knowing about movie stores. I, I had the... I had the copy that came with a magazine, and I played the crap out yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I that that was my first experience with Dragon Warrior, and then I played Dragon Warrior Monsters, and then kind of forgot about it until I played Dragon Quest V. It's true. Cool. Moving on to the 1,000 and tying question with oh, Mr. Man. Zach Miller. Wow, we got here quick. I'm we sad. did. 
How many stages are in the NES game Kid Icarus? I love it. A, 16, B, 13, C, 15, or D, 20? Um, I'm going to use a lifeline. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask the audience because I know both of these fine young chaps have played this game pretty recently. Okay. All right. Zach Patrick? Um, uh, I have to count it out here. Hold yeah, on a I'm, second. I'm thinking. Uh, uh, oh, I know. It's C. Um, what, what's your reasoning? Wait a second. Maybe it's not. Hold on. <laughs> Four I'm times thinking. three is 12. Oh, it's yeah, B. You're right. Yeah, it's B. Because yeah. what? There, there's it, like... It, it's three sets of four stages. I don't know how to do math. Three sets of four stages and a final one. And then the, and then the final. Yep. All right. I'm going to go with B. 13. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Yes! Boys, you see how our, our uh, babbling was helpful, Neil? With the, well, uh, <laughs> the and I were divided. That was I, a worst-case scenario. You had two other lifelines, Zach. Yeah, I would, I would have used 50-50 <laughs> on your questions, Zach. Yeah. yeah, I probably would have as well. Now. <laughs> okay, you are locked in for 1,000 points. <laughs> Let's move on to the harder questions, shall we? For 2000, which of the following was Rare's first video game developed for a Nintendo platform? A. Slalom B. Wizards and Warriors C. RC Pro-AM or D. Soccer Pronounced RC Pro-AM Pro-AM? I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to go with 50-50. Okay, let me pull up mm. random.org and get rid of a couple of games. Hold on. So your choices are A, Slalom, and C, RC Pro-Am. All right. Um, hmm. I've never even heard of Slalom, and that's, that's kind of what worries me. But you know what? Because I, I, I'm kind of curious to see how this crazy shit's going to work. I'm going to try the last lifeline. So, okay. so how do I do this? So I go to Google. Go to, go to Google.com, type in any search term you want, hit I'm feeling lucky, but before you hit hit that, I'm going to time you for 15 seconds. Okay. You have to close, close the browser window once the timer's up. Hold on. So that means I type in what I want and then tell you, and then you will start the, the timer? Correct. All right, I'm, I'm doing list of rare developed video games. Ready and search. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Slalom. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. <laughs> Seriously? My god. Yeah, because I just went to. It took, I, a list of rare developed video games took me to Wikipedia. <laughs> the first thing oh. there was Slalom. I had a feeling it might do that. Um. All right, and I'm all out of lifelines, but I made it. I beat Zach. Okay, 2,000 points. Moving on to the 4,000-point question. I have a feeling you might have you might have an edge up on the next question, Neil. For 4,000 points, which of the following games was not a Game Boy Advance launch title in North oh. America? A, F-Zero Maximum Velocity. B, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. That was. C, Pitfall the Mayan Adventure. Ooh. Or D, Madden NFL 2002. Oh, shit. 
Oh, Game Boy Advance. So, okay, I gotcha. Madden NFL 2002 would have come out. That wouldn't have been out of launch. So, shit. I'm gonna go with D, Madden NFL 2002. Because that would have come out in August. Mm. That's your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. And that is correct. Wow. That, that came was, out in all honesty. That... I was very worried, and then I did my Madden math. That was a November release, I believe. Yeah. Oh, oh really? It didn't even come out during August? I think I, I no. I Madden NFL 2003 on Game Boy. I wound up finding it for like five dollars. Yeah. It had it, play, it had a Andrew WK's Party Hard. It was the only song <laughs> in the game. <laughs> That's excellent. All you need. Okay. 8,000 points. Which magic spell lets you through locked doors in Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link? Oh, fuck you. A. Wow, door. there's a Zelda 2 question from Andy. <laughs> a. Door. B. Jump. C. Fairy. Or D. Spell. Dude, this is the kind of one where I'm just like, well, it's probably door. But I don't, I don't think it would be jump. I don't think it would be fairy. You know, I'm going to go with A, door. Final answer? Yes. Sorry, the correct answer is actually fairy. Really? Oh my god, I knew that. I didn't. I yeah. have not played enough Zelda 2. If, if you turn into a fairy in Zelda 2, you can, you, oh, can, you can go okay. through a locked... You can go through the keyhole of a locked door. All right, well, I tied I'll take you Zach, back to 1,000 points. That's fine. You tied Zach. Nice. That was, a good, that was some good stuff right there. Yeah, I, I had a good run. I'm happy. So I think I'm going to abandon the um, million point question I had written for this this round because it's a little too bullshit. Would you like to hear what it was? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. So the million point question for this particular round, I wrote, and I'll let you guys collaborate on this and come up with uh, with the answer. How many free floating coins are in stage one two of Super Mario Brothers? Are you serious right <laughs> now? A thirty, B twenty eight, C thirty three, or D forty one. Free floating coins. You need to die in a fire, Andy. That means coins that are not located in a block is all. I want to say it's on the lower end because I'm thinking back to that level, and most of them are in blocks. There's that group of them in kind of a hook-shaped yeah space. How many is that? This does this does count coins inside of the pipes as well. Oh fuck. Oh. Just not ones in blocks. This suddenly started really... sucking a lot more. All right, you can't you, you can't count those because there's no way you well, know how no. many you get. I'm looking for a coin to flip. <laughs> yeah, this will do. All right, um, this lands heads. I think it's A. If it lands tails. I think it's B. I think it's B. I'm gonna go C. I'm going B. Or actually, no, to no, be different, or are we all gonna be unanimously B? Or I'm gonna uh, say D. I'm gonna go with A. Okay. B. Patrick was the closest. It's C. <laughs> of course it is. 
Patrick almost guessed the right answer and then changed his mind the last yeah, minute. They, they were all so close together, so I went okay, to a radically so different one. How the fuck did you figure this out? I found a map online okay. that had all the coins laid out. You're an ass. <laughs> that's why. Well, and that's why the I'm throwing the question out because it's way too. There's no way anyone knows that. Yeah. It's just it's guesswork. At least, at least all the other questions I had written out are things you could know if you if you yeah. knew the right topics, but that's not a thing I, anyone I could know. I really like this. I do too. Are all we right, doing well, Jeopardy we'll... tomorrow, by the way? Jeopardy's tomorrow, know. right? We should wrap this up and not yeah, talk I about agree. things that we're doing later. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for coming on the show. We will continue to do this. We will see... If uh, Patrick, uh, maybe Danny Bivens, maybe Mike Sklens can can top your one thousand point score, um, hopefully these questions weren't too weren't too bullshit uh, for you guys. Yeah, I've actually uh, played Zelda too. I, I I mean, I I will at least played it more than the first dungeon. I, I really know. wish I could have gotten to the next question in this round because I think it would. You know, I'm just gonna go ahead and ask it, and uh, I'll 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 write it. I'll write more later. For sixteen thousand points, if you had gotten the fairy question correct. Neil. Yeah. Which game was featured on the cover of the December 2002 issue of Nintendo Power? A. The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. B. Star Wars Rogue Leader. No. C. Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Nope. Or D. Metroid Fusion. Oh, interesting. I think. I know this one. I. Because the December issue would have been out during November, so I think that might be Fusion, but it's weird that it wouldn't be Prime on the cover. I mean, there's a chance it could be Wind Waker. It's definitely not Rogue Leader or Eternal Darkness. I feel um, like Wind Waker's too obvious. It's so Metroid Fusion. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty, pretty sure Metroid. it's Metroid Fusion. You would have gotten that, that question correct. Yeah, that's a, I like that question a lot. Yeah. Um, but you, there's no way you would have gotten the next one, though. But I'll save that for yeah. our game. <laughs> All right, that that's uh that seems like it's good. I like good this stuff, guys. I like that game. All right, thanks for playing, guys. We will we'll do this again soon. Hey, Bye. Who wants yep, to be see. a millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget, you can email us at connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and if you rate and review the show on iTunes, we will love you forever. Stick around now for a bonus segment on The Amazing Spider-Man. Coming at you with a bonus segment for the connectivity. I am Neil Monahan, and with me is Zachary Miller and Patrick Barnett. Hey, hey, hey.
What up? And we're going to talk about uh, a little webbed wonder, uh, the amazing Spider-Man, the movie that came out approximately two weeks ago, almost actually literally to the day. Wow. Um, it was July 3rd, and today is July 17th as we are recording this. You will be hearing this more than two weeks after the movie came out. <laughs> but uh, all three of us have seen the movie, um, and uh, I guess we're just going to talk about it for a little bit. I can say... From, from my angle, um, I'm a pretty big Spider-Man fan, definitely more so when I was younger. And I kind of developed a retroactive dis- dislike and a hate for all the Sam Raimi movies. <laughs> except for the third one, because the third one might be one of the better comedies of 2007. <laughs> hey, the second um, movie's okay. Nah, not even even that. I think the second movie is is boring. Alfred Molina! Um, he's the best part about it, because Tobey Maguire hasn't quite gone full... Uh, Full ridiculousness like he did in Spider-Man 3. Kirsten Dunst looks like she's sleepwalking through most of it. It always kills me in, in all of those movies because Kirsten Dunst is like, she, she's she got good acting chops in some movies that I've seen her in. She's generally pretty cute. But in all the Spider-Man movies, she acts like shit and she doesn't look attractive except for the one scene in Spider-Man 1 where you can see her nipples. And not um, even there. <laughs> and that's like, that's like well, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm 12... 12, 12, 13 years old when this came out. Oh, it was you know, exciting I, I, then, yeah. I would take that at that <laughs> point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I do not like the Sam Raimi movies. I think they're they're pretty shitty. They've aged Maguire, poorly, that's for sure. Tobey Maguire is an abysmal, abysmal Spider-Man. Oh, I think awful. The, all, all the villains are fun except for Sandman. Um, I think Willem Dafoe is kind of what was missing let's, from the amazing Spider-Man. And let's be honest, um, Venom was poorly cast. Well, I mean, I love Topher Grace, so it was fun seeing him overact. He, he would have been a better Spider-Man. He would have. That's who I wanted as Spider-Man from the very beginning. One of the redeeming qualities of those movies was Joel McHale. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot he was in Oh, that. yeah. Um, and also James Franco as Harry Osborn was, was fun. Not good, just fun. You know, you know what one aspect of the Sam Raimi movies was missing from The Amazing Spider-Man? Jay Jonah? Yes. Yeah, that well, needed um, to happen with the same well, actor. Patrick, Patrick, you have not piped up about your uh, <laughs> your stance on the Sam Raimi movies. How the do you feel about um, them? I, I thought they were okay. I mean, I guess I was a younger child then, so. In I mean, I'll be honest. When I saw the first two movies, like my world was fucking rocked. Yeah, from from sure. a younger perspective, you like you enjoy them more. But after seeing the Amazing Spider-Man, I definitely like that more than I like the other ones. Yeah, like The Amazing Spider-Man is kind of more what I wanted to see out of a Spider-Man movie. And uh, I think I saw someone on Twitter that just tweeted simply like, fuck you, Sam Raimi. This is the movie you should have made 10 years ago. <laughs> and I think I think The Amazing Spider-Man is kind of, you know, a little bit disappointing because it is basically Sam Raimi's 2002 origin story through a different lens. Because The Amazing Spider-Man uh, kicks off with, with the whole origin of Peter Parker becoming Spider-Man and... You know, there, there's some differences. You know, of course, you have different actors playing the roles and, you know, a little bit of a different twist that I that I think is awesome. A little more um, Ultimate Spider-Man this time around. Yeah, yeah, very much more similar to Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, you got Gwen Stacy instead of Mary Jane. I think Emma yes. Stone fucking rocked it. Uh, she was basically, like, she was Gwen Stacy on the screen. She oh, owned yeah. that character. She actually looked like a high school student. Um, despite being in her mid-twenties. Unlike Andrew Garfield, who looked like he was like a 30-year-old man. He's 28. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think he's damn near 30. Um, 
But, Although he was good at acting awkward around her. That was one yeah. of the funniest parts of the movie for me. There were definitely a lot of like mumblecore moments in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man that, that kind of, I guess, you know, that, there was like the scene where he's just like, you know, like uh, maybe we can do, um, I don't know, or, or we can do or the other uh, thing. that or, <laughs> or, or what. That, that went on but, and on. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I mean, that was kind of funny, but it, it happened a little too often. I did like when he, uh, he web-zipped uh, M. Stone's butt. Uh, that was, that awesome. was fun. Um, but I really like. I mean, I thought Andrew Garfield was fantastic as Spider Man, especially when he put on the suit. Yeah. When he put on the suit, it was it was fucking fantastic. It really was. Um, you saw him like bounced around, and I and I think it was primarily CGI when he was in the suit, and I think that's what you have to do. Sure. Because it makes him look like a creature as opposed to a dude in the suit. Well, it which looked is, really good in CG. Yeah. I mean, better than the CG Spider Man, who looked yep. kind of like. You know, remember in the second Matrix movie when he was fighting all the Agent Smiths and they all looked kind of like rubber, yep. you know, rubber people? That's what Spider-Man looks like now when you look at it back in the Sam yeah. Raimi movies. And I mean, that's, you know, at the time that was that was pretty sure. impressive sure. or it was, you know, the best they could do in a realistic budget. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess uh, as far as the character of Spider-Man, do you guys have any kind of nitpicks, complaints, things that you really liked about him? I was annoyed that he learned how to be Spider-Man and how you learned how to web sling around like in five minutes. Yeah, I was going to um, – go it, ahead. It just seemed like it escalated very quickly. Everything yeah. like one minute he had just learned how to use the web and then two minutes later he was in the full suit. Yeah, my, See, bro- my brother-in-law like- saw it with me and he said the one nice thing about the Sam Raimi movie, the first one, was that you saw him learn how to use his powers. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing where it's like you're, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't almost in, in those kind of movies. Like if you focus too long on the origin, which I, I would argue that probably both the first Sam Raimi movie and The Amazing Spider-Man probably took too long in the oh, origin. I, I agree. It's like half the movie. Um, and if you make it where you have you know more lengthy showing him learning how to use his powers, then you're going to add more length to the movie. And that's not like attractive length because yeah. it's just like you get to see his growing pains. And I mean, this movie was two and a half hours long. Yeah, as um, it is. I think it, I think it might have been maybe two fifteen. I don't uh, think it was closer to two fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Still, it was still a long movie. Apparently, it was a uh, it was cut to high hell. There's uh, apparently a much different cut that exists out there, but uh, we'll we'll get to that a little later once we kind of go over the movie that it was. Um, what did you guys think of the lizard? I that that would be a good spot to go next. Uh, I thought. I thought with what he was given, he did a good job, but it was just like Willem Dafoe light. <laughs> like, a I mean, it, it's just the kind of thing where he wasn't really like, I, I liked when he was the lizard and they had fight scenes with him as the, like fight scenes between Spider-Man and the lizard, because that was, it was visually interesting. And it was kind of like, you're like, how the fuck is Spider-Man even going to knock this guy down? Yeah. Like, how is that going to happen? I, I love um, the style of fighting they, they had Spider-Man use in this yeah. compared to the other movies. The Sam Raimi movies. Um, but then, like, when you had the lizard talk as the lizard, or when you had Rizan Fons go from, like, you know, super friendly doctor dude to just going <laughs> that shit insane, like, that that felt like it was just kind of like, all right, and now he's the villain. Yeah, no, I get you there. Um, I mean, it's not like, I, like, I still enjoyed him as, as Kirk Connors, and I enjoyed the lizard as the lizard, but I guess when you're, when he was in the middle ground, when he was not quite Kirk Connors and he was not quite the, the lizard, I didn't like it as much. I liked it when he was at either extreme. I thought the lizard, they did a real good job animating the lizard. That, that, yeah. It was a cool effect, although he walked a little awkwardly. Um, yeah. Well, what are you going to do with that? And 
And I thought that uh, the scene, I thought the best scene in the movie uh, didn't necessarily directly have to do with the lizard, but it was when Spider-Man built his web in the sewer and he was feeling for vibrations. Yeah. Uh, you, know what's cool. kinda, you know what's kind of neat is that uh, while I was playing the, the Wii game for review, I, I gave it a 6.5. It was, it was surprisingly decent for what looked like a shitty Wii port. But they actually do have moments in the game where you do that, where oh, like cool. you're in the sewers and you, you know, it, I forget what they call it, but it's basically like you know, you just set up those lines and then like pivot around looking for vibrations. So when I saw that in the movie, I was just like, oh wow, <laughs> they they actually kind of have some synergy there. Yeah, um, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really liked a lot of the things that he did with the web. It was it was creative, like you know. Kind of webbing people up. He webbed up his wound. That was pretty. Yeah, that pretty was interesting. Cool. Um, I just, I just liked what he did with it. Honestly, what did you think of? This, what did you guys think of the supporting cast? The uh, aunt and uncle, and and the uh, and Mary Jane's, or not Mary Jane. Sorry, Gwen Stacy's dad. Um, well, I guess starting with Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Uh, Sally Field is generally an actress that I like. She just looked like she was kind of like beaten. Or yes, something. she did. She, she really just, did. She looked ragged as hell. Um, and I guess maybe that fits with the character, and I, I think it does, honestly. But every time, like they'd have a close up on Sally Field, it'd be like, "Wow, I did not realize she was that old." Or they had makeup <laughs> that made her look that old. Um, although I that's, think she is pretty. That's old with makeup on, Neil. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben. You know, he did a pretty good job. I didn't realize at the time. I realized it afterwards. I, I saw someone on the internet mention it. That uh, they don't really have the traditional great power comes great. No, they don't. I was looking for that, but, but I liked how have, they changed it. No, that's basically almost word for word what Uncle Ben <laughs> says to Peter Parker in Ultimate Spider-Man. Like that Ooh, little, that little paragraph, like uh, you know that speech when then Peter's just like, "Well, where's my father?" and then runs out, and then Uncle Ben ends up dying. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's, spoiler alert! <laughs> it's almost it's almost word for word. By the way, we are going to spoil some shit, and we already have. Also, Peter is bitten by a radioactive spider, yeah. and that's how he gains but his powers. I liked I liked Uncle Ben more than I liked Uncle Ben and, and Sally Field more than uh, you know Rosemary Harris and Cliff Robertson. I yeah, I did too. Played, uh, the the two in the Sam Raimi movies, but I think that's also like comparing two different things. Also, because, uh, because one amazing... was supposed to be more more modern, whereas the Sam Raimi movies sure. are supposed to they are almost the equivalent of the '60s Batman of the Spider Man. <laughs> But in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, his aunt and uncle could have easily been his grandpa and grandma. Yeah. That's that's one thing that I'm glad they've kind of changed in some incarnations of Spider-Man is making Aunt May and Uncle Ben like not just old decrepit people. <laughs> I like that like Ultimate Spider-Man like they're hippies. Like, right, that's right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as the other supporting cast, I liked uh, Dennis Leary's Captain Stacy. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't have too much to do, but I thought he did a good job with what he had. He saved New York, man. Yeah, I mean, way to go. He, uh, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, he ends up biting the big one, which isn't really that much of a shock. It's also spoiled by the video game, which came out a week before the movie. Oh, really? Um, I was also thinking, shoot the lizard in the head. In <laughs> the head. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, I mean, that's, that's just what happens in movies. <laughs> Um, I liked Flash Thompson's characterization in in the movie a whole lot because yeah, they actually too. make him not a complete douche. Yeah, he was he was nice to Peter after he heard Uncle Ben died. Yeah, and I kind of like having that that layer of depth. And you know, I heard a little bit that because Flash Thompson is now Venom, 
uh, in the comics. So oh, really? Maybe, maybe that guy will come back. I mean, he was he was good with what he did. I thought Scorpion so. was the Venom now. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> maybe. He probably was at some point. Everyone's been Venom. That's uh, true. Captain America, Wolverine. <laughs> um... I think I'm only half kidding because uh, they did have Spider-Man Web of Shadows and a Wolverine gets That's a right. version. Um, wow. who? What? What other supporting characters were there? That was kind um, of it. Yeah, it was. It was but, a very tightly cast movie. They do have, uh, I believe, the character's name is Rafa, which is uh, like the oh know, Norman he, Osborn's lackey. Yeah, who just kind of like like he gets attacked by the lizard and then you don't see him anymore and this is where uh things getting cut to high hell comes into play um because i'm into this sort of thing i, I kind of looked into this a lot and from earlier earlier stuff dating back to as late as like early may like uh you know footage from the movie that was released in trailers and the like there's like people were able to kind of piece together a scene that takes place most likely after the first confrontation between Spider-Man and the Lizard on the bridge, mm-hmm. where Spider-Man kind of follows him back, and uh, and Rafa is either caught by the Lizard or you know follows the Lizard back, and then you kind of it, it it seems to be that it's implied that the Lizard kills Rafa, but also oh. during this I think I'm saying his name right I, I know he at one point he was supposed to be like Von Adder or something like some mm. guy who turned into a, a Green Goblin incarnation or something along those lines, but. His character just kind of got generic Osborn, yeah. Oscorp exec. But I believe he was killed. And at some point, uh, there's kind of a lot of stuff about, you know, Peter Parker's parents and, and his destiny being mentioned, which was also yeah. mentioned in the trailers and, and never really brought up that much. I mean, it's it's teased. But, like, there there's also a line in the trailers where the lizard bellows, like, if you want to find the truth about your parents, come and get it, Peter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Um, and that's never uttered in the movie, so obviously that was recorded. Um, so it seems like uh, what was in a cut of the movie at one point was that Peter Parker's dad uh, like experimented on him when he was younger, which kind of made the spider bite activate his, his latent powers Ooh, as opposed to... Because you gotta think, is that, like, you know, in his genetic code and everything, you know, it works. Whereas, you know, with the lizard, it doesn't. With other people, it doesn't. Right. With that little mouse, it doesn't. I wondered about that, too. You're right. Um, and actually, in the video game, which I did play before the movie, actually, um, that they do kind of talk about how the key to the antidote is Peter Parker's blood. Hmm. Um, which isn't really touched on in the movie, but maybe, maybe it was at one point. Because it does seem like there's parts of this movie that were... That like seem a little stilted, like uh, like they come out of nowhere a little bit, and that could just be you know a little bit of hackneyed writing, but I think most of it is that it kind of got you know cut to shreds, and uh, that's kind of a bummer. Well, that means we'll just have a you know four hour director's cut DVD. Well, who knows? I mean, if, if the studio did it, then we probably won't for a mm. long, long time because. Yeah, if it's what the director wants, I don't think Mark Webb, in all his music video making and 500 Days of make, Summer Making Glory, I don't think he's the sway over Sony to be like, no, put out my Spider-Man movie. It is uh, it is appropriate that his last name is Webb. Yeah, I do, I do like that. Uh, I, I thought he did a very good job. I also thought 500 Days of Summer was bullcrap. I, I enjoyed the movie. It, it kind of, like, I, I saw that with having that guy do Spider-Man in mind. I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, uh, we should talk about the most bullshit uh, mid-credits scene ever. <laughs> wow, was kind it of, ever? It, it led me into a tirade 
about how I don't like how like I liked it when like the Iron Man post credit shit was really concrete. Like even if you don't know who who uh, Nick Fury is, you're like, oh shit, it's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> the Avengers Initiative. That sounds fucking crazy. As opposed to like at the end of the Avengers where it's just like fucking fucked up alien dude being like master and then like dude smiles and you're like who the fuck is that it's dark i don't know who this purple motherfucker is somebody <laughs> told turned... me on twitter now i forget oh i mean I, I i knew who it was but that that's because i'm, I'm pretty i'm a pretty big marvel comics fan i mean comics fan in general so i kind of knew like i was like oh shit it's, it's thanos, thanos you know, that's, that's kind of right. cool but it's just like i'm i'm not normal <laughs> like I had to, I was, I, I think I saw Avengers, but like four or five people, I had well, to explain it to nearly everybody. I, I had to Google it as soon as I got out of the theater yeah. to find out who it was. And, and I with thought Amazing it was Spider-Man, Galactus. Yeah, with Amazing Spider-Man, it was even worse because, like, uh, if you if you've seen the movie, uh, I, I assume you stayed for the mid credits because let's get real. If you really want to see any movie these days, you got to stay till the end because they always have something there. Yep. And and basically, it's just like. Uh, Kirk Connors, the lizard, he's not the lizard right now. He's put into, like, some kind of jail or psych ward, whatever. Um, and he's put in the cell, door shut. Dude appears. I think he's wearing a hat. But not really. Yeah. He's and completely he's just like, in the shadows. Yep. Did you tell the boy about his father? Leave the boy alone. Leave the boy alone. And then he just disappears. Fade to black. Fade to black. And I might be missing, you know, some incidental dialogue, but that's basically what happens. It's just... Did you tell the boy about his father? Which also, by the way, in the fucking commercials and trailers. Um, <laughs> and it's not really clear who that is. Um, At all. It seems like it's probably Norman Osborn, who later becomes a Green Goblin. Um, no, it can't be, because Norman Osborn's that, in a bed dying somewhere. Well, I mean, they don't tell you what, what level yeah, of his... Yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. Um, people are saying that, like... You know, how did that guy get into the jail cell? Maybe, uh, you know, Kirk Connors is just, like, hallucinating. And then Rizan Fons, the guy who played Kirk Connors in the movie, apparently said in an interview that, like, oh, it's not it's not Norman Osborn, but they know who it is. And she's like, then who the fuck is it? <laughs> is it, like, the dude who becomes the... Is it Adrian Toomes? Is it the Ooh, guy who becomes the Vulture? that'd be cool. Um, I mean, really, like, it's just... It's... Poorly I mean, done. It, it is the dumbest, like sequel tease i've ever seen in a movie um yeah like you they know could how have, you do, they could have easily you know had you, not had that in the movie and it wouldn't have mattered at all you know how you do a fucking sequel tease in a movie the end of batman begins it's just like you know uh people are getting crazier look it's a joker card dude yeah. calls himself the joker like one everyone knows who the fucking joker is two like even if you don't it's just like okay yeah he's gonna fight more criminals done right there will um, be a sequel yeah, I mean, it seems like Amazing Spider-Man is doing well enough. I think it crossed like 500 million uh, worldwide. Nice. It's it's not like setting the world aflame uh, domestically, but it's also tough. I mean, it's it's coming out in between Avengers, which is an absolute juggernaut, and then uh, Dark Knight Rises will likely completely push Spider-Man to the background. But I think it did well enough that we will likely see a sequel to this. Um, that excites me because I feel like this movie just laid very good groundwork for for a new universe. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, it, it, it's a shame though that the uh, we should wrap this up, but it's a shame that uh, Spider Man and the Avengers won't be able to share screen time because now they're uh, well, one did, is Sony and one is not. 
did you hear that uh supposedly in the Avengers uh they were Sony was working with them to kind of have a mention of Oscorp? Oh really? Yeah, but I think it was just like they it would have cost like they kind of <clears throat> ran out of time to like get the CG ready for the movie or something. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's a chance you might see a cameo. So the last thing I want to know before I sign off here is what do you guys think of the new costume? Uh, I liked it. I did too. It was cool. Yeah, it looked better in the movie than it did in like Entertainment Weekly. All right, and I and I know you got to get going, Zach, but I do have one more question, just because this was something that really pissed off Lauren. Um, when you had at the end of the movie, uh, Captain Stacy in his dying breath. Tells you know Peter Parker, oh, Spider-Man being I like, stay, feel the same way. Stay the fuck away from my daughter, and he takes it to heart. Like doesn't go to Captain Stacy's funeral, and like they have this whole big dramatic thing where like Gwen Stacy comes up to him, and Peter Parker's just like, I have to stay, or he doesn't say anything. And Gwen right. Stacy's just like, my dad told you to stay away from me, right? And then like he the goes to school, is sitting in front of him, and just like <laughs> you know, uh, he's late to class. He says to the teacher, I promise it won't happen again. And then, uh... The best you know, promises she, she are the ones she, you don't keep. Well, 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 he says, you know, don't make promises you can't keep. And then Peter Parker whispers to Gwen Stacy, you know, but those are the best, those are the best ones. I, mean, I, Stacey, I thought that was Gwen such gets a, little a wet. dick move. Yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, uh, Dennis Leary, I'm pissing on your grave. And, and... Gwen Stacy's okay with it. She's like, awesome. Dude, she, she wants her spider loving. <laughs> but yeah, I walked out of the theater thinking Spider-Man's a dick. <laughs> yeah. And I guess uh one to grow on. Uh I was reading about this this lizard comic story that I don't even know when it happened. Did you know that like in the comics he fucking ate his kid? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. How fucked up is that? Which comic? I don't know. I, I think it's called like Shed or something. I don't know when it came out. It was just someone being like, this is the most fucked up lizard story ever. <laughs> and I was reading about it. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. He eats his kid. Nice. Um, and also, uh, I guess one, one final uh, parting note is that there were scenes shot with uh, Kirk Connors' as kid and his wife, but they were just not in the movie. But they took it. They took out the scene where Kirk I, I Connors actually, eats his kid and yeah. wife. <laughs> I actually, I was, I was reading like an interview, or I was, I was watching like a, a, a interview on YouTube of like the kid who played Kurt Connors' son, and there's just a bunch of YouTube comments being like, "Where the fuck were you in the movie, kid?" Like, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a, that's the uh, Amazing Spider-Man. It's good. Go see it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, we'll we'll be doing probably one of these on you, Batman. That will. You don't have to stay through the credits though. Yeah, because <laughs> motherfucker's just gonna die. <laughs> Like, I don't know who's going to die, but motherfuckers are oh, going to no, die I mean in the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, no, I Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know I'll bet he dies in Batman. They've, they've never had I mean, a... I think he's going to die. They've never had a post-credits scene in a, in a Nolan uh, Batman movie, so... I Bane will kill him. Bane will snap him over his leg. Dude, I'm so excited. All right, Me too. Uh, we'll save that for next time. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.